Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. I, why are you looking at me like that? Because you don't even know the intro, do you? I've been waiting on you to record a new intro. I told you I would do it any time. Now's the time. I think we're getting tired of this original one. Yeah, it's a couple years old. Well, let's not jump ahead and worry about recording that today. I think we have enough shit to cover. I just realized we're actually one day out from going back to New Orleans again. And Florabama, we're partying it up this month. But before we start talking about all our fun trips, let's talk about what just happened right before we pushed record. And you have pushed record, correct? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're live. For all of you, I just want to let you know that Mr. Flamingo just said he had a teabag in his mouth. Oh, God. (laughs) Elaborate so I don't sound like a total freak. Freak? There's nothing freaky about it. I do it all the time. It might be kinky to some people. I might have done it a couple times last week. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) There's a lot of good stories involved with that. No, you were drinking hot tea and you accidentally took a drink from the wrong side. I started going, "Ah, ah, ah." I got my mouth full of teabag. I could see the gears turning. I said, now you know how I feel. How you felt. How I felt. Did you feel like the pivot man at a circle jerk? You were kind of the pivot man at a circle jerk. Yes, which we will get to that. So stay tuned because we do have some fun stories that we're going to get a little more in depth on some of our sexual adventures. Shenanigans. We're breaking our habit of not kissing and telling. So we hit a milestone while we're still not empty nesters. Our boy finally turned 21. He's of legal drinking age. How fucking freaky is that? Which is kind of weird because those of you that have older children know how we feel like this is our baby. I mean, he's he's drank before. Don't get me wrong. Not going to lie. Unfortunately for too long, but... And what's crazy, though, is that it wasn't a big deal for him to drink. He wanted to go. We took him to the bar. He wanted to know how to order drinks, like how much they normally cost. What's the difference between top shelf and well? And he was asked really educated questions that a 21-year-old shouldn't be aware of yet. See, we've raised him right. That's how I feel with those questions right there. So as any good parents would be, we took him out for some day drinking, which he had a party scheduled for that night and... We had originally kind of canceled a party with some friends, and he said, oh, no, I'm going to do my own thing. But we started day drinking with him at about 11 in the morning. Yes, because that is the responsible thing to do when someone turns 21. And at, what, 1 o'clock, he asked you if I was a lightweight or not? And by 1.30, he was saying, I think I need to go home and take a nap. <laughs> we took him to three shot places and got shots at each one. We said, oh, this is a good bar. You need to check this out. And then we took him for his first experience at a liquor store. And talk about a kid in a candy store. He knows a little bit too much about alcohol at his age. Well, and what's crazy is that he's been in a liquor store before. In the state of Texas, you can take your children in a liquor store, but they can't purchase. So we took him, not to the local one that he's been in with me before, (laughs) but we took him to one of the big, I'm going to say supermarkets of liquor stores, the when you walk in. What was crazy is while we were walking the aisles, you picked up a bottle of something and you're like, ooh, I like this stuff. I always want to fuck when I'm drinking it. And our boy's like, don't say that in front of me. I don't need to know. <laughs> so we broke a new one in right. He's off and running. Actually, he's not any different than he was two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. He's still pretty responsible. 
You know, and that's the thing is that he's actually very responsible about his drinking. And it's not, I don't say it wasn't a big deal, but it was just like, it was neat for him to be able to order at the bar. Because did you know in Texas you can order a drink if you're with your adult parent? You've said that. I still haven't looked it up, though. Yeah. Well, he's ordered with me before, before he was 21. So (laughs) apparently it's true. The motherfucker's had a full ZZ Top beard since he was 16. (laughs) So hell, he looked older than me at times. He actually referred me to my beard barbers. How fucking odd that is. <laughs> I've actually been ID'd with him because they didn't believe that I was old enough to have a kid that old. <laughs> and anyways. Yeah, let's quit dating ourselves here. So we've got a lot to cover today, so we're going to jump into everything pretty quick. First thing I wanted to start off with and kind of touch on has been my mental health. Usually during the last couple summers, it's taken a beating for whatever reason. I would say this summer I'm off to a good start and in a pretty good place. Which is good because my mental health is not in a good place this summer. Well, we balance each other out and can support each other, which is a big part of most successful marriages. But with that said, you know, me being in a good place, something that's been odd is I haven't been super fired up about lifestyle parties. We went to a club a month ago in Houston, but outside of that, I haven't really been jumping up and down about doing any events. And since my mental health is off, I'm not wanting to jump in as much either because for me, I don't want, is it, it's kind of odd. I don't want to say that I'm majorly depressed, but I'm just in a weird mindset where I'll go to stuff, but I don't necessarily, I'd rather stay home and just chill. That makes sense. It really does. And it's also really helped us that we've been focusing on smaller dates with couples rather than getting out there at big events. We're going to contradict ourselves. We have been to a few things over the summer. You know, summer's here. It's hot in Texas. You want to be in poolside. For Memorial Day, we went to the nude resort out in Canton, Texas, called the Fig Tree Resort. And even on the way out there, I think both of us were a little not super excited to be going, which should have been an indicator not to go as it was. We felt like once we got there, because we knew the majority of the people, so we felt like when we got there, our minds would change, we would have fun, we would relax. It would get me kind of out of my funk, and that's not what happened, I would say. Well, let's talk about the fig tree for just a second before we move on. I would say it was one of the nicer of the resorts in the area. I would say this one was kind of middle of the road. The property was pretty nice. The pool was beautiful. Had a nice arcway over it with a waterfall. I just think the vibe of the event didn't quite live up to what we were hoping for. No, I agree. I think that for me, it was overpriced on a lot of stuff. And that's shocking that a lot of people do go to that for the price when you have something else close and it's cheaper. And then the dance room was small and hot. I mean, the AC was on, but once you got everyone in there, you might as well have turned it off. It was almost as big as this fucking closet we're recording in right now. Yes. So it was wall-to-wall people and 20 by 15 area room. I mean, it was small. Stickers in the grass. That was a nightmare. Well, another thing that just popped in my mind is for this to be a lifestyle takeover nude resort, I was about one of three dicks that were out there, and that was just a short period of time. I saw, I think, two pussies, honestly. Yeah, well, um, mine. I, yeah, well, yours was one of, uh, one of three, <laughs> which the odd part is you and I kind of got tired of hanging in the pool and we're wanting a little bit of space and went to the lawn to tan, and both of us stripped down. And people were looking at us like, what the fuck are these guys doing? I mean, we yeah. dropped trowel, and you would act like we did it in the middle of Walmart. Yeah, it was weird. Well, one high point of it was the food. I have to say, for oh, the yeah. event, they had someone that came in and did barbecue, and that was part of the group. And one thing I remember is he had a bacon-wrapped, cream-cheese stuffed quail, which sounds a little bit bizarre, um, barbecue and quail, but fuck, it was amazing. The food was incredible. The food was off the hook. 
And of course, we love the food because we're foodies, obviously. They did have a cool little A-framed house that had playrooms and stuff, a lot of opportunities. We did kind of go back later that night. We talked about opportunities. We were inside the dance club area one night, and one of the ladies there was like, you have the nicest man legs I've ever seen, and you're kind of wingmanning me. You said, go over there and let her play with your legs. So she was rubbing on them, and there in a bit, we got a pro- I got a proposition, which unbeknownst to you, was actually for both of us, and you were thinking it was just for me and her, and you were like, oh, you can go ahead and play, which, you know, as far as checking off the boxes, you know, she was what I go after, but it just, my mindset, I'm like, I don't really want to play because I'm just not really feeling things. So then when we go into the playroom, apparently her partner was waiting on us to come in there. And he, was, <laughs> he was laying in bed playing with his dick as we were walking through, he's like, hey, come join us, and you're like, uh, we need to step outside for a minute. I was like, oh. Damn it, it was for both of us. <laughs> there, there we are with our awkward hookup attempts. <laughs> now, talking about not feeling things, I think what I was feeling was heat stroke. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I, don't, I didn't drink that much. When you see them drink a fifth of Fireball, I literally had two mixed drinks. And I've been working with a trainer, so I really kept my alcohol content light. But all at once, I'm like, I feel like I'm running in slow or moving in slow motion. And I went up to the balcony where it was shaded and took about a two and a half hour nap. I just, my body was just not feeling it. Yeah. So I hung out by the pool while you took a long nap and I got to talk to all kinds of people, even some of our listeners. Hello. Shout guess. out. Now the downside to me was the cost and we're not cheap asses by any means. Uh, you know, we're not made of money, but we're not cheap asses. But I think it was what, four and a quarter for three days. Yeah. Which I just don't really feel that for what we got out of it, it was worth the money. I was surprised with the price range, and that's what I was saying earlier, is I just, if I'm going to spend the money, especially that kind of money, I want it to be worth it. And I just didn't feel like a lot of the places we've gone and stuff like that, that it it hit that notch for me. But I do think, why don't you guys go check it out? Let us know feedback on, maybe you'll have a different experience, and let us know. Maybe, since it was our one and only time we've gone, maybe we just had the wrong impression. Well, as I mentioned, we've been doing some smaller things. We've been on some dates. We've also been to a handful of pool parties. Seems like all of our friends have fucking pools except us, which we're more than happy to partake in. And then we don't have to maintain the pool in the fucking winter here. But we went to a pretty happening pool party a couple weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. At least 50 people, if I had to guess. Would you say at least 50? Yeah. I hate to say, though, we kind of skipped out on our friends at the nude resort a day early. Because just we weren't feeling it. We weren't good company. We were sharing an Airbnb with them. We weren't really thinking that we'd get much out of that last day there. So when we were coming back to Dallas, we got an invite to this bigger pool party. And we said we'd just make an appearance. And I think we kind of felt it a little bit more than we were the other group and ended up staying late. Yeah, it was definitely fun. I see you grinning. I know what you're grinning about. I think at one point I was drinking straight out of the Jameson bottle at one point. You and the girls were going hard. I know they're at the end of the night. We've mentioned him before, Hot Rod. He was, for some reason, he was the only one butt-ass naked. And, and the crazy thing is he doesn't remember how he got naked. Was it you? I, it wasn't me. Was I was you? inside okay. eating. So he was milling around, and you'd actually got back in the pool. And I said, hey, uh, Hot Rod is in there trying to dry off totally naked. You should go keep him warm. Now, you're, you're grinning. I've, I've never seen you move like this. You literally jumped out of the pool like one of those videos you see of the Seals jumping out of the water when the shark is chasing them, and then you hightailed it inside. Yes, I flopped outside of the pool and you, ran in. You just jumped literally out of the pool. I was like, now, if you would move that fucking fast to make me a sandwich when I ask you to, it'd be a happy marriage. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I 
I can't say everything's been a total success recently. We got called up for a random date night and met at our little local dive bar. And what's crazy, again, I was kind of off feeling, and then I started drinking. And you started feeling him, and all at once you came up to me and said, we're going back to their house to play tonight. I'm like, oh, Miss Thing taking the goddamn lead for a change. Yep, I've already lined it out with everyone to the point where I think she needed liquid courage, I think. <sighs> There's where it goes down here. We don't play with inebriated people. So we're getting ready to leave, and you said, I'm going to jump in the truck with him. She can ride with you. Because I was thinking, like, let's do a little bit of swapping, prepping pre- on the way, mm-hmm. you know. So we start driving back to their house, which is down a bunch of curvy roads, in which we don't even know exactly where it's at. We're just following them. Y'all were following me, and she had, here, here was the deal. She, as we're going down to the car, she's wobbling behind you. And I'm thinking, surely she's not this drunk. And we get in the car, and she rolls down the window and puts her feet up on my dash as we're driving. And as we're driving, she's like, I'm trying not to throw up. And I'm like, oh, don't throw up in my fucking car. And she's like, just drive this way. I'm like, I don't know where you fucking live. You're going to have to give me directions. So we show up in their driveway, and you hop out with your tits out. And I'm kind of like, oh, fuck this. And you're like, what's wrong? I'm like, she's messed up drunk. And she was wobbling through her yard trying to find the keys. And we got in the house, and the husband was pretty upset that she was too drunk to play. He was understandable, though. Like, he, he was just, I said, she's done. He went in there, checked her, and he goes, yep, she's out. We should have just had, you, me and him should have just had a fucking threesome. And, but I wouldn't want to hurt roaming out and try to join in being that yeah. fucked up. I just, I'm not comfortable playing with people in that state. Now, with that said, at the other pool party we went to, he propositioned us. We're like, okay, we're going to go home with him shortly. And then he got smashed. It's like, come on, guys. Quit being amateur hour. We're, we are trying to give you the trying to give you the goods. So let's talk about something coming up in a few short months that hopefully will be a big success for us all the way around. We're going to Podbash in Vegas. Podbash 3.0. Yes. I can't wait. I'm excited to adventure into Vegas with everyone. If you haven't heard our episodes in the past, this involves many room parties. We've got some fun-ass new games planned. We ran one by Brian and Brenna, and they're like, that's the fucking game to do. It's going to be off the hook. Can't tell what it is yet, but no, don't want everybody copying us. No. We're going to do something different. It's going to be fun. We have giveaways, and you just meet all kinds of different people from all different eras of eras, all different, I'm just going to say kinks. <laughs> yeah, you've got all sorts of dynamics in. You'll have your hot wife people, you'll have your singles, you'll have couples, content creators, podcasters, yep. bloggers. Yep. It just it gets more impressive every year. I just heard that they are doing day passes and weekend passes now as well, so you can come in for just the day or weekend rather than staying the whole event. Well, so if you're interested, shout out to us so we can get you the information because it's going to be fun. And for God's sakes, it's in Vegas, so we can't go wrong. No, exactly. So do we get to talk about play stories yet? No, not yet. Damn it. I'm I'm excited. We're going to hold off. We're going to leave. The anticipation is coming. With anticipation. A little Rocky Horror thrown in there. Yes. Since I guess we got to cover the basics before we get to the good stuff, let's kick off our Naughty and Nolans episode. I feel like this one's going to be a little bit different than our past episodes on this. Just because I I don't know if it's because we are ambassadors and we have a back, like the back scene of stuff working. Or if it's just was a different year. I I can't quite figure it out and put my hand on it yet. I'm going to finger it for a while and think on it. I got something you can put your hand on. You're way over there. (laughs) It'll stretch. It'll stretch. 
You're on the other side of the closet. Fuck you. <laughs> so, dear God, I guess we're becoming those podcasters that break it down day per day, but there's just there's a bunch to cover. Always and each is. day was a new fucking adventure. Well, day one was a little bit non-eventful. Had our nice little eight-hour drive down and had dinner, and we knew we'd be up early the next day working as ambassadors, which involves physical labor, so we were kind of going easy on it. No. One of our best things happened is I got my hair braided on Bourbon Street. Oh, that's right. They had the Essence Festival, which is, I guess, a black woman's magazine. So there were a lot of, what am I trying to say, hair and makeup and All kinds of stuff. More on Bourbon Street than I've ever seen. It was amazing. So there was a lady out there doing braiding, and you got your little sideburns that are growing out braided. And what's funny is all the black girls as you were walking by, some of them were giving the evil eye, but some of them were like, hey, that's really fucking pretty. Yeah. You weren't trying to, you know, imitate them. It's just you had some hairs that needed to be put in check. Well, after you got your hair did, we went back to the hotel and was getting ready to call it a night. And as we're milling around the lobby, somebody flagged us over. Of course, some lifestyle people. Now, we could tell this because they were scantily clad in amongst all the <laughs> vanilla people. And I don't know how they picked us out of a crowd. I don't know. The one chick's boob was hanging out, though. Yeah, every time we talk, it would flop out. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because it's kind of nice. <laughs> Ma'am, your titty's out. I'm usually saying that to you. What was funny is another couple they called over were kind of looking at us. And I felt bad. I was just wearing out and didn't stand up to shake his hand or anything. I was just kind of, hey, how you're doing? So as he's leaving, he kind of leaned in towards me. So I did stand up. And he goes, we know who you are. And I'm like, that's creepy. What do you mean? <laughs> he said, we've been chatting on Instagram. It was uh, the guys from the Hump Day Quickies podcast. Hello. So we don't usually do the big referring to other podcasts, but you and I did listen to some of their episodes on the way back from Louisiana, and they got a pretty good little show. They got some neat stuff that they did in it that you and I were impressed by. Again, I don't refer a lot of lifestyle podcasts, but if you're into looking for somebody new, give those guys a listen. Well, and the one thing I liked is it's just like a 20-minute clip, so it's easy, quick, and fast. Literally quickie. They're quick and to the point, unlike us. Exactly. But they do one every fucking week versus us uh, yeah. every six weeks, year, however often we get to I it. I don't know. We could do 20 minutes probably daily with this episode length. So Monday we get in early for our setup shifts. Now, when we got to pick shifts, you had to work like 19 to 25 hours. And we found a shift that was all day the first day, like 12. But we're like, hey, we can literally knock out most of our hours in one day. And since we've done this shift in the past, that we felt like this would be an easy one. We knew how to do it. Not easy like like it is a drooling physical shift, but we knew how to do it. Setting up the playrooms. Well, you brought up something a few minutes ago that I think with us having behind the scenes and behind the curtains kind of deal, we have a little different view on Naughty, and that'll probably come out as we go through the show. Well, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass trying to get everything, I'd say, up to the rooms. Yes. I seem to do better with physical labor than dealing with people. So I was like, I will go down to the basement where they're unloading the truck, feed it into the elevator, and let you and everybody else direct traffic. I've seen what a clusterfuck it can be as far as getting it pushed the right direction. So I was like, hey, I will help mule it up, and you can go from there. Now, just a little side note was that because of the event that had been going on, all the rental trucks were rented so Bob was only able to get one truck. So we would get one truck, unload everything, and then they would go back to the warehouse and get another load. So that was a long day. And so all the men who were supposed to be in charge were having to carry one mattress up at a time, the elevator. Now let me tell you why we had to carry one mattress up at a time. Is down in the basement of this hotel, there are two service elevators that are away from the main guest elevators. Now, when this one elevator would open, 
you have to walk in and let the door close. If you did your bit where you held your hand in front of it to stop it, it would throw the breakers and shut down both elevators. So you either, you know, the door had to open, you had to fling a mattress and then hop in before the door closed. Otherwise, it would lock down both elevators. And that turned out to be a big pain in the ass. So since all the uh, managers were down there helping sling mattresses and take care of that chaos, that left me upstairs by myself with all these people that w- had never set up the playrooms before. So then I was having to direct people and be like, nope, we need to do this. Here's the pictures. It was it got chaotic and crazy there for a little bit. Well, this is our third event to work with Naughty Events, which is Bob and et cetera. And what was funny is the few times I would come up there, some of the managers would be on the phone and be like, who's Kimmy? And you'd be like, that's me. And they said, okay. The managers were saying, okay, Bob told us to go to you because you know how he wants this done. <laughs> which you and Bob are both fucking OCD out the ass. So I think that's what why he kind of gravitates towards you and how you do things. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to dealing with you. I'm like, she's just bossy. I don't want to deal with it. I'll go move these <laughs> mattresses. Now, as always, we dish on some of the people we work with. Oh, my God. I think the older I get in life that I learn that not everybody has the same work ethic as us and the same values. And that comes out sometimes at these events. Here's basically the deal. We get the event for free. We pay for our own hotel, but we have to do manual labor in exchange for that. Now, some people's idea of what they should be doing to you know, to pay for this back on the manual part is not up to par. Over the years, I've learned sometimes you don't have to put your input in. Just be quiet and listen, especially like with Bob. Bob will tell you detailed details of what he wants done. So if you listen to him, then do it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to say, well, I think this way is better. Bob's been doing this for, I know, 25 years, but let's be honest, he's been doing it a lot longer than that. And he's fucking meticulous. He was literally explaining to some people, here's a curtain rod. You go a red curtain, white curtain, white curtain, red curtain, red, white, white, red. And they wanted to say, what about this? He's like, just fucking do it like I said. And I'm sitting back there going like, people, shut the fuck up and let's just do what the man said. He couldn't make it any easier rather than taking your hand and making you do it. It was driving me nuts. It was driving, you know, half the room nuts, and the other half was wanting to join in the argument. Someone was arguing with Bob, and you're like, does she even know who the fuck Bob is? (laughs) He (laughs) owns this fucking event. (laughs) Yeah, that's when I think that someone else caught on to that, and they were like, hey, Bob, and they pulled him away, and then he he was like, he kind of disappeared from that room. And And then he sends the text up, tell Kimmy to tell him what to do. (laughs) Bob's had enough. One new addition that we were hopeful on this year that was added was the Safer Sex Advocates. Now, the Safe Sex Monitors, they came from our EM Summit that we had, so it's good to see that Bob adjusted and was doing things for his event that were concerns, and he was adjusting to issues that needed to be updated. So let's get into day three so we can hurry up and talk sexy stories. So day three, we kind of had that cleared. We had some people from Florida coming in, and Unfortunately, we had some miscommunication that everybody was going to be in, and we were celebrating someone's birthday, but it didn't happen that day. So with my normal bit, this is 4th of July, I get up and I walk down to the gym that's four or five blocks from the hotel, and unfortunately it was closed. So I Ubered to my other gym that I visit every time I come to New Orleans by myself. Now, a little background on this gym. This is a clothing optional gym. Well, maybe it's not actually clothing optional, but I have a key. You make it that way. Yeah, there you go. I have a key that I let myself in in the middle of the night and pay my deposit. So as I'm working out, the owner's son is there and he's kind of eyeballing me early in the morning. Again, this is during normal business hours. And he comes up, he said, 
you look familiar. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, here it comes. He's been watching you on the cameras. Yeah. So he looks at me for a minute, and he's this little short, jacked Italian. He's like, you're that guy from Dallas. And I'm like, oh, thank God, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yes, I'm, I'm friends with your dad, and I'm friends with David. And we started chatting, and you know, he, he's like, oh, you look good. I haven't seen you in a year or so. But uh, my first thought was, oh, shit, he's watched the videos. I'm, I'm done for. You know they've seen you on those videos. Well, where else can I take nude selfies at 3 in the morning? Planet Fitness doesn't allow that shit for some <laughs> reason. That lunk alarm goes off like a motherfucker. <laughs> since it was 4th of July, we didn't have a lot going on. A lot of stores were closed. I mean, just nothing. Not even event-wise, there wasn't anything going on. So we decided to do our own little bar crawl whenever we got a chance. Well, true to New Orleans fame and fortune, everything on Bourbon Street was open. Yes. Granted, you couldn't buy a pair of shoes, but you could buy a drink that day. We went, what is it, Lafayette's? Lafayette's Blacksmith Shop, yeah. Yep. And then we just journeyed up. Bourbon Street, and the next one was a happening uh, gay bar. We went in because they had popcorn. You remember when we first walked by, a dude had a little miniature schnauzer yes. on the table, and I'm like, oh my God, a puppy. And I was like, can I pet him? And he's like, he's having a bad day. He's laughing to bite you. and like, <laughs> fuck, I won't touch your dog then. <laughs> he was fanning it with a big fan, too. <laughs> little bitch-ass dog. What the hell? Yep. So we went into this bar because they had popcorn. I could smell it. So we're chilling at the bar and this couple starts chatting us up a pretty good looking couple and i'm kind of nudging you saying hey i think they're interested she she was a little banger yes they might have been interested but and i'm going hey this guy's pretty good looking kimmy shouldn't have any problem here but but <laughs> i texted you wrong? and you did not look at your phone for once and i was like i don't think he's interested in me he might be more interested in you i i thought about that later because i was like babe he wasn't a bad looking dude you know maybe the man bun was a bit much but as he you know he's a good looking dude she said watch him he's checking out the guys and come to think of it he did comment on my body a couple too many times mm -hmm. so i'm like okay fuck I don't mm -hmm. have a gaydar. I was just thinking she was cute. I was literally like giving you looks and like giving you, <laughs> I literally text you and you still were just like, babe, babe. Come on. She's cute. Oh, well, I was thinking with my dick. And what's funny is that the uh, bartender, she kept laughing. She, cause she was catching on. To what? To you, that you were oblivious to it. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is not going to happen. I wasn't clear until he came and sat down on my lap. What the fuck? <laughs> Sometimes you have to beat me over the head with it. Right? I mean, the short, <laughs> cut-off booty shorts did not make a difference, did it? I wear booty shorts, too. Maybe I <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Sometimes I don't help my cause when I talk. Where, where do you buy those booty shorts? Yeah, no, fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, the popcorn was good. Anyway, don't you have a new intro to record? So after that, we hooked up with our heteronormative friend, Amy, from last year. <laughs> I say heteronormative. She's bi, so, oh, fuck. You're just messing this up. I'm not going to win this argument regardless where I go. No. How long till we get bashed for this on? Oh, fuck it. I don't even care. Trolls are going to troll. Exactly. So we went to the Riverwalk with her and watched the 4th of July fireworks. Yep. Now, my knee was already hurting from the walking, and she's had a hip replacement and a knee issue. And I was joking at one point. I'm like, girl, between the two of us, you couldn't put together one good human being. Nope. So we sat with our big group. We had a huge group with us. Oh, I forgot about that. A lot of the people we worked with. Yep. So after that, me, you, and her broke off and went to our little dive bar that we're kind of fond of. We found a little hidden gem off of Bourbon Street with $5 drinks that are strong. Cash only, yeah. and it is so worth it. Yeah, if you want to get away from the hustle and bustle of uh, Bourbon Street next time, hit us up. We'll give you a good spot. So you and I were feeling pretty tipsy and got back to the room and decided to take some dirty pictures and one of our friends that 
run the Black Ring Social Club clothing line, had sent us some gear to rep that week. And since I had my big white boots, of course, I wanted to take some pictures with them. Hey, the Stormtrooper boots go with everything. Yes, they do. You know what's crazy, though, is we took some semi-nudes for them sending us this gear, and I don't think we got a real response out of them. What the fuck kind of shit is that? We're going to track you down. Just for that, I'm going to go to your house and get naked and go sit in your pool and wait on you to show up. I see how it is. So, on to day four. Are we getting closer to the sex stuff yet? Ooh, I do think we have a little bit of sex stuff on this day, but not the one we want to talk about. Well, this day, we were back to the grind and back to the setup again. This time, we were at the Nopsy Hotel. And what's funny is that Bob showed up and actually took us from our shift that we were supposed to be working to work with him because he was like, nope, you guys are with me. (laughs) So, we set up the playroom over there. That day was mostly uneventful. Uh, We did meet up with some friends mid-afternoon at Felix's Oyster House. We weren't expecting to meet them there, but ran into our group and started hanging. And I think the staff knows because it's across from the hotel. They know why we're all there. I think everybody in town knows why we're there. <laughs> so what's funny is you mentioned the staff kind of knew who we, who we were with. And I think one of the managers kind of took a liking to us. And you were in a tiny tank top with your boobs hanging out, but were covered by pasties. And you kept kind of showing your boobs to them. So he was impressed with our But not group. on purpose. <laughs> well, there you showed him a couple times. So he actually mixed us up a bunch of shots and comped them. And I told him, I'm like, give me your number. So I sent him pictures of your boobs and your butt video that we recorded that we'll talk about. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I think you're hooking a brother up. And I said, we're actually coming back next week with some friends. And he was like, oh, come and see me. So we're going to go see Mike at Felix's uh, this weekend. As we were getting ready to leave, we were giving our friends kisses goodbye and tell them we're seeing them here in a bit and give them hugs and whatnot. And there was a group of well-dressed ladies kind of in the booth behind us kind of being like, something's going on with these guys kissing each other's wives and what. You know, you could tell they had a look about them. They were kind of smiling, so you assume they knew what was going on. But, you know, you have to wonder how many of those ladies were like, huh, I wonder if I could be into that. Yeah. I think they probably would have asked us questions if, if we were there long if enough. If we were there long enough. Because that's what a lot of people will ask us. We worked a shift that night, so let's talk about our shift that I actually kind of forced you to down on that shift did you i, I kind of picked that one i thought by choice because it was the dark room now if you've been to the dark room before they basically let it go for hours turn the lights on pull the sheets clean everything and start it over again and i was thinking hey we may only have to clean this three times in a shift and we've talked about this for we weren't sure we didn't know how many people went in there we didn't know anything about it so i was like let's do it if nothing else for a story and a learning experience yes now somehow the scheduling was off because it was Eastern time and we were in Central time. So anyways, we got there to work our shift an hour early. So we got the tour of the play playrooms. And I think that if we didn't do that, the play the dark room wouldn't have had as much traffic. Let me put it that way. Well, you had me go in there and as people came in, you would shuffle a dozen people in and have me do a quick lowdown. And my lowdown was basically, this is the dark room. By coming in here, chances are you're going to get touched If you don't want to be touched, say no. You still have full autonomy to do that. But just be warned that people are going to be feeling around. And I'd flick off the lights and be like, do you remember what the person standing next to you was male or female? Imagine walking through these curtains not knowing. So we just try kind of try to lay it out. Consent does still matter, but you're not knowing what you're going to be feeling until you stick your hand out. Another thing that you added in is you basically are being consent. You are consenting to be touched but you are not consenting for any kind of penetration. That includes fingers, tongues, anything is up to you to say yes or no, and you still need to ask. I got where I was being a little bit of a horse's ass there at the end because there's always the people that want to talk over you and be the center of attention, 
and I, I can talk loud. Trust me, I can I can project my voice in a room full of 200 people. So I just kept talking over them. And one group, this guy was being a horse's ass, and I'm like, and this will be the guy that comes back and says he was touched by another guy and doesn't understand why. And I said it's because he won't fucking listen. And people are like, oh, shit. Now, what was funny is after I did my spiel a couple times, there were people that like, I recognize your voice. And I'm like, and people would be like, why does he recognize your voice? And, you know, we'd kind of catch him after everybody shuffled off. What's funny, everybody that realized who I was from the podcast, the first question would be like, where's Kimmy? So I was like, I really don't fucking know. I was like, she's got two ponytails up and braided hair. I was like, go look for her. So where were you at all fucking night? I was everywhere doing my deal. I was cleaning beds from one end to the other end. Well, I stood outside that door pretty much all fucking night, made sure anybody didn't act up. Now, I did have a pretty hot little, I'm going to say, Pacific Islander or Filipino girl leaning against me. She thought her husband was in there for an hour and a half, and she just <laughs> laid on there with her pretty boobs pressing against me. And then here in a bit, he came from the other direction. She was like, fuck, I thought you were in that room. She's like, I didn't want to interrupt you. I've been standing here waiting. And I'm like, I've been perfectly content with your titties against me all night. So it wasn't all bad. I will say just a few things from the dark room. I was pleasantly surprised how many condoms that I had to pick up afterwards. With the condom stick, the pickup stick. Con- yes. So I was glad to see that a lot of people used condoms in there. Let's be realistic. We know what's going on in there. We know, yes. But it's glad to see that people are practicing safe sex in an environment like that. It's not just raw dogging it. Yes. I will say on the con side is that a lot of people, which surprised me, would come out, some of them upset that they were touched. I mean, you know that. There's probably 20 people in there, and you're going to be touched. These were the people that were talking when I was trying to express yes. what happens yes. in, in the little tour. If they, if they even gave a shit to show up. Just, yeah. you got to be realistic about what's going on. But I will say the ma- majority things that I heard was not necessarily that they were touched, but it was just sensation overload. Wasn't there a lady outside crying just because she was freaking you know, out? She wasn't upset. She's just no. like, it's just too much. Yeah, she was just like, it's dark. I, I can't see anything. All I can hear is basically sex sounds. And then a lot what, of what people are those? I don't make sounds. <laughs> Nobody known if you're in the room or not. <laughs> exactly. Okay, sorry. They'd hear me giggling. But, you know, like she was just overwhelmed from the sensation of it. And I kept checking in with her, and then I went and got our sex advocate to come and check on her. I felt like, for the most part, we did really good on that side of everything. One thing that was interesting is, for some reason, they didn't get the signs up in time, what each room meant, which basically all of them are playrooms. They're almost self-explanatory. But there's one at that end of the hallway that is known as the by-room, where a lot of the by-play goes on, which by-play can go on in any room. Now, we had some Karens and some male Karens, which is what a Chad, coming out saying, the signs weren't up. I didn't know that was the by room. We played in there, and we were like, were you touched? Were you assaulted? No, but you, you violated my consent by letting me play in there. I'm like, come on, quit being a fucking care. I mean, did somebody touch your dick? No. Then what are you fucking worried about? You just walked in and then turned around and walked out. That could like, happen in any fucking room. That yeah. could happen in any fucking hotel. That could happen in any fucking club. So why are you acting like a fucking Karen right now? I will say in the by room, from last year to this year, this year, I saw a lot more by play in there. By male or by what? Yes. Okay. Male. There was more girls last year and some men, but this year there was a lot more, a lot more couples and everyone was very comfortable. You know, like there wasn't besides the few, what'd you call them? Chads come through. But beyond that, that room was actually packed to the point where I had to scoot beds together. At one, I had like four beds scooted together because it was so crazy in there. So, I mean, that was good to see that people were comfortable to 
be themselves. So with us being ambassadors, I sometimes feel like we have to balance a fine line between what we can and can't tell. Granted, we're not going to give anybody your email address if we saw you doing something stupid, but we had a pretty interesting story come across heavy on the come from the dark room. Do you want to go into that? Yes. So I turned the lights on. I'm, I'm dying here. I'm sorry. I turned the lights on and this girl and her husband are still sitting there and she's just over kind of against the wall. And so I give like a five minute, two minute, you know, all these warnings. And so I turn the light on and I start picking up the condoms, you know, with my stick. And I'm like, she's just sitting there and I'm like, are you okay? Everything good? And she's just like, ah, uh, yeah. And so her husband's like, are you sure you're okay? What, what, what happened? She said, I had five guys come on me all at the same time. So I'm like, oh, it sounds like you had a good night, you know, kind of laughing. And then I turn around, like I said, I was busy. So I turn around, I look at her and I said, oh, sweetie, you need a towel. And she's like, yeah, I got come all on me. I said, it's on your back. It's on the walls. I mean, it was like dripping everywhere. Like it looked like a porn movie, like where they had all just, what's that called? Bukaki. That's what that's called? Bukaki, yeah. It was everywhere. And she, here you thought you were signing up for something else. She was just like, I didn't even, she goes, I don't even know. I can't. And I said, did you like it? And she was like, I got to think about this. She was like, it was so crazy. She really did like it. Maybe you'd like it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I saw it was in her hair. It was on her face, dripping down her back. Nope. Can't do it. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm dying here. I'm dying. No. Okay. No, I can't do that. Day five. Are we getting closer to the sex yet? There is sex. Why am we, I so fucking anxious? We have sex in every every day. I feel like there's sex. Okay. I mean, you know. So we started off that morning. Brian from the Front Porch Swingers was doing a class on how to be a better bisexual or something like that. I know. And after the night that I saw the <laughs> night before, I was like. It's almost second nature at that point. Yeah. So, again, we just went to support Brian. And there were a couple other straight couples in there doing the same. Which mm-hmm. was, I'm going to say, I feels a good thing. Everybody needs to be more accepting. It wasn't everybody's bit. No. And I can see why some wouldn't want to be seen in there or whatever. But we're just like, hey, Brian's a friend. He's an incredible presenter. So we're just like, hey, we're going to go. Brian of Front Porch Swingers. Well, one thing I liked about it is that it was his point of view. And uh, Brenna would jump in also and say her point of view. Then the wives asked questions. Husbands asked questions. And so it was it was a good class we went to. Yeah, all joking aside, it was, you know, taking the stigma out of being a bisexual male in the lifestyle. And it, it was a packed-ass class, too. But to one point that they said, which I found was interesting, was that they feel just like I feel. I don't necessarily want to identify as bi because people assume that just because I say I'm bi means I'm going to have sex with everyone that is the same sex as me. And that's the reason I, you know, you guys have all heard. That's why I say I'm chemisexual is because just like I pick men, I pick women who I'm going to do stuff with. And that's what their point was, too, was that just because you guys go into a play scenario doesn't mean they're going to have sex with every man that they come across. They might they're not attracted to every man, just like I'm not attracted to every female. And one thing we always encourage in our to do's with something like this is try different classes, especially if you have a legit interest in it, because you don't know who you're going to meet. Now, after his class, we had people coming up to us and saying, hey, we saw you in Brian's class. And we're like, yeah, go ahead for a second, but I'm going to have to stop you. And I was like, yo, we're, we're not bisexual. I was like, we're friends with him. If you are, hey, 100% cool. We'll, we'll friend the shit out of you. But that's, you know, that's not why we're there. 
But, you know, it, it is a way to meet people, and that's what we encourage people as a tip to meet people at these events is go to things that you think you'll be interested in. So let's cover some work stuff so we can get closer to the sexy. This was our last shift of the week. Again, we try to schedule everything fast and early in the week. It was the longest shift we've ever worked. We picked it out. We said, hey, a pool party for three hours. This is going to be a fucking good time. On a rooftop, but no shade. It was good for 45 minutes. And we were like, fuck this. I'm ready to jump off the building. <laughs> to the point where I had to, I had one guy that kept like, I'd walk up and he'd put water on my legs because I was just dying. Did you have your hair on my man? Is that it? I did. And the way it usually goes, we're working one of these events and we find people that are ready to hook up right then. Yeah. They were like, what, what, when do you get off? Let's go. Let's go play right now. And we're like, uh, we can't. I had that big-titted blonde chick with the accent trying to mount me. I'm like, fuck. And she was wet, hey, and I'm like, just rub on speaking me. Speaking of play, she was actually in the bed next to us uh, that night No playing. way. Were they really? Yeah. How did I miss that? Well, we'll talk about that. I'm, yeah. I'm oblivious. And we took this one because we're like, hey, we'll get to watch hot, mostly naked people for, I'm literally hot, for a couple of hours. But they did have a wet t-shirt contest that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Am I imagining, or did I see Jackie from Colette in it? You did. Jackie's got a rocking body. She looked amazing. Yes. Did they say she's pretty reserved? So it, it blew my mind that she got up there and worked it. Well, and she was actually out of, how many would you say, 20, there were a bunch 20 of girls. 25? She made it in the the very top. What's crazy, top though, is the three, girls four. had put tops on to do a wet t-shirt contest because everybody's know, naked. It's crazy. Now, at one point, they had one of those umbrellas uh, for shade ones, and as the girls were walking poolside, one of them thought she'd be a stripper and swing around on it. And <sighs> about a half a rotation, I'm like, I'm going to take the umbrella away from the drunk girls. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the last thing I needed was some chick to fall off the rooftop holding an umbrella like Mary Poppins. So we survived that one. I'm going to rat us out. We snuck out five minutes early. Actually, we're, we're like, fuck this, we're baked. Actually, we didn't because when we got down to the bottom of the elevator, it was 6.01 and the next group were, was uh, coming up. Well, I don't feel I don't feel so bad by shortening five minutes over the week then. Nope. Well, that night we finally got to hang with our Florida people. It seemed like forever to get to hook up with them. Ooh, that food was really good, I have to admit. Yes, if you've never been, the Royal House on Royal Street, Royal Avenue, is fucking amazing. We had some shrimp tortellini, and we shared a plate, and I think halfway through it, we're both like, we should have got an order of our own. Well, because normally, you know, with pasta, it's so heavy, and this one was so light. It was so good, and the drinks were good. Company was good. Yes. Our adventure starts ramping up from there. Yes, I will say that this group, we run with uh, iOS Connections, and we really miss Jason and Heather. They are big personalities, but they're also the fucking ringleaders of a lot of the action. Yeah. We've we found that out before that they they were they they direct the herd. Yeah, they were missed at the Aster poolside. They're always there. Yeah, and we went up the pool one night and there was nobody there. And usually Jason's out there doing a private DJ yep. bit, and it was kind of kind of a letdown. Yep, and I missed his Bourbon Street DJ in. I mean, and Heather getting you in trouble. Yes, always. <laughs> you and her, I couldn't imagine you and her going on a girls' trip. It'd be I'd have to send bail money. You would for sure. Well, that night was the heaven and hell dress up and. God, that, that was one we did dress up for. We were ready for this theme. Yes. The outfits were on point. Everybody looked amazing. Again, Heaven and Hell's a pretty cool one to go with. But what was crazy is some people dressed up as Jesus. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that one. It's a little sacrilegious, but Jesus is out there rocking it on the dance floor. Well, and then there were some fathers, too, with the collars and everything. Oh, fathers. priests. I'm like, fathers. I'm God. fathers. <laughs> okay, sorry. A priest. Got you. We call them fathers. Well, you call me daddy. How's that? No. Well, since we were hitting the parties and the playrooms a little bit harder, one thing I wanted to touch on here, and I noticed a lot more this year than the past, was the amount of single males. It felt like there were a lot of them, a lot of singles in general, which I always just thought this was kind of a couples plus invited singles, but I noticed a lot more of single guys, single girls in years past. I don't know. I'm going to disagree on that because I 
feel like before COVID, we had the conversation that there was a lot of singles. Because I remember feeling that way a couple years ago. Maybe because we know a handful of them more from the ambassadors. I think a lot of them do an ambassadorship as well. They were a little bit more noticeable, you know, interaction with us. Now, that's kind of where I was wanting to go with this, is they were good and bad. You know, there were some that uh, were very friendly. You know, I, I can think of one that propositioned us one night. He's like, hey, I've seen y'all a bunch of times, kind of got to know you. I think she's beautiful. If I'd have a chance to play with you, I'd be totally down. He was like, I'm just, I'm shooting my shot. Yeah, and he said, when we're not working. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he said, no, so if we ever meet back up in New Orleans. <laughs> no no booty on duty, as they say. Yeah. But one that triggered me is that not at the party, as we're walking through there, you know, again, you're not wearing much, and a lot of them aren't. One of them kind of reached out and grabbed you. And we kind of kept walking and I kind of stopped. And, you know, I was going to ask you in front of him if you knew him. And if you said no, I was getting ready to tee up on him. I don't like the grabby guys. 99% of them, top-notch dudes. But all it takes is one to really ruin the reputation of the group. You know, I think of a couple of times, you know, a couple of parties we went to, you'd end up kissing one. I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to sneak off, let you finish your bit, you know, come find me. I mean, it was consensual to you. Fortunately for this event, most of them were top-notch. Yeah. I do feel like this event, I would say out of the years past, this year, they were a lot more asking for consent and a lot more. Maybe it's just a trend. Hopefully, yeah. that's something Hopefully. that proceeds. So, I guess we get to talk about some sex. Is it time to talk about sex, baby? Not the big sex, but we will talk about some sex that we had. It was with me. So, it's me and you. So, is that not worth the shit? <laughs> no, I no? know. No? Watch your words, woman. <laughs> you're, you're helping me dig this. Yeah, I know. You want to talk about the fun night. All I want to talk the about is you and one. I. All I want okay. to talk about is. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? I was making my sex noises. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to cover. It. We're gonna have to talk about that one. Oh, I know what you sounded like. We're gonna have to get to that one. So we saw so much hot ass action going on in the playrooms the first night that we worked it. We're like, we are definitely going back. That's where we're gonna start this adventure. You would come up to me and you'd be like, Hey, did you see that couple? I laugh how in tune we were. And I was like, Yeah, this couple, blah blah blah. And we'd explain no, the same I mean, couple. Yeah, I'd be like, Hey, did you see the uh, tall surfer looking dude? And you're like, With the tall black chick and I was like yeah and I was, did you see the couple and you say the guy leading the one around on the chain and I'd say hey did you see the tattooed guy and you're like with the girl with the blue dreadlocks I'm like so we were fucking spot on yep. on our and we're like okay we need to come back and find some of these people that's where we need to start so we started trolling the playrooms and <laughs> yeah, just that's the best way to put it let's be honest <laughs> and we would see some hot people in like the orgy room, but I think everybody else had the same Everyone damn thing was in mind. waiting to jump in their bed. Yeah, they're like, we're going to post up next to them until there's an opening. So we made the rounds two or three times, and I think we gave up on finding any of the people we had scouted the night before. I, I told people we're pre-qualifying playmates by working, and it's kind of true. We get to eyeball who we like and see who they're playing with or not playing with. Well, and also to see if they're a match for how we play, too. Let's say that. Yeah, let's be fair on that. But after a while, we're just like, okay, we're not hitting on anything, but we're still horned up. So you and I took one of the semi-private beds in you, Here's what's the funny is that this is literally our bed. I'm going to put a plaque on it because every year we play in this bed. All week, you played in this bed. Okay. <laughs> well, if you say so. I, I did ask you later where I was at that time, and you said you were in that same bed we were in. Yep. So we finally found an open bed in the gold room. Mm-hmm. And posted up in there and started making out. Now, you from nowhere pulled a vibrator out. Well, why not? Everyone else brings them yep. down there. person beside us had a big-ass wand that was making a shit ton of noise. And you looked at your little buzzer one time. I was like, is that fucking mine? I said, no, it's them with the big old... I was going to say, what's going on with mine? Fuck, I need a new one. The fucking Briggs and Stratton vibrator in their bed next to us. We're just like, God damn. Well, and one reason I brought it is because here's the honest truth about when you go to New Orleans or Naughty or any big event. You're drinking. You get dehydrated. 
anyone that has hormone issues, you know, you've got to drink a lot to stay lubed up, let's be honest, and the older we get. So the night before, I kind of, we played the night before in our room, and I was a little dehydrated, so I decided to drink a lot, a lot, and bring my toy. And then what happened? And then somebody turned on the sprinkler system. Oh, God, it sucked. Oh, it was great. No, it wasn't. You know how I feel about it. I know, but you'll be all right. So we left the shades open so people could watch us. We're like, hey, if somebody, the right person asked to join in, we'll entertain it. But I, I meant to ask you, did we get many watchers? Is that a yes or no? Yeah, I think we did. Did we? I, here's the deal. I Years ago, I'd have probably been distracted by it, but I don't remember even hardly looking. I you know, also involved in what you and I were doing that I don't know what the fuck was going on outside of our bed. Yeah. Except the noisy ones next to us with the with the Briggs and Stratton. <laughs> well, they would all watch for a little bit till they would hear me become very unsexy when I was like, Are you fucking kidding me again? Yeah, that was a recurring theme there. I got a little too hydrated. You start squirting right off the bat when I was going down on you. I'm like, okay, this is off to a good start. No, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Here's the deal. We tried to fuck missionary and I came to realize how uncomfortable those fucking beds are. And they got a big hump in the middle, so I just couldn't get the right position on you. Now I do have to say it was the perfect height for doggy style. So I could put you up on all fours and go to town from the back. So that was nice. Now, at one point, you were on me. You're looking around confused. Were you in the same same show as I was? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I was like, were you there? <laughs> you're, you're looking confused. I'm like, I'm, am I? did I have somebody else? <laughs> no, that was with me. Okay. Uh, I was it, just, it's all starting to run together, unfortunately. I was just thinking that I cowgirled you. Now, during the cowgirl part, you're like, oh, God. What'd you say? Oh, we're fixing to have a problem. That's what you said. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's not a fucking problem. This is their beds, not ours. I'm like, let that shit fly. It sounded like a fucking like water faucet too. It was like, shh. I was like, Fuck. like this is hot. It and was not hot. Here's the here's the hot part. I don't. It's not my fucking bed. That's what I kept <laughs> telling you. I'm like, these are their beds. Let's trash the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we did. I soaked. We were in a puddle. I had three towels that I soaked. You hopped out naked one time and grabbed two more towels and came back with a wad of them. I'm like, they're going to call security on you. I know. It was, I, it was, I was too hydrated. Let me put it that way. Now, I do remember at one point there was a couple down, I'm assuming on the far fucking end, and we could hear them smacking. And I started fucking you at the same pace. And you caught on to that. You're like, you are keeping time with them, aren't you? I said, yeah, it's going to sound like a fucking, it's in stereo when somebody's standing in the middle. <laughs> it's got the same pattern going from the both sides. And you're like, you're a fucking dork. We stayed a bit longer than we should have. You know, yes. I know, I know some people hop in there and they're like five and 10 minutes and later in the week, I tried to do that with other partners, but you know, I'm just like, fuck it. We set these up now with that saying us being ambassadors when we were done, oops, let me cover something else. Our friend Amy was working that night who I'd played with the prior year. And one of our floor shift managers came by and kind of saw it was us and said something. I'm like, Hey, tell Amy to go get me some water. <laughs> and you're like, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> so I didn't get any water. And I think that's kind of why we quit is we were both pretty much parched at that point so i still had niagara falls happening though we could have rang out the fucking sheets and sterilized it but uh, so when we were done first thing you did is you hopped up and you started pulling the blankets or the sheets and you're like we work here i don't want anybody talking rumors about how wet this fucking bed is you're like i don't even want them to see it i was like oh my god it's so wet and so i i even wiped it down like with the sanitary stuff like i, I, I clean cleaned our i bed. made the joke that you ran them downstairs to the basement and burned <laughs> the sheets after we were done because it was a mess i was like bucket please i need to put my sheets in it <laughs> so that was our first of a couple sexy stories well i don't know about you but i was beginning to think that we were only going to be playing with each other that week oh i knew opportunities would come up 
Well, I wasn't disappointed if it was just us because we were having some crazy ass monkey sex. <laughs> we were. We didn't even talk about it, all of it, but I think we had sex almost every night. Well, getting into the weekend, Friday and Saturday, our luck was about to change. Or your luck. <laughs> you got some extra too, Hooker. A lot extra, let's say that. <laughs> Not like the girl in the the dark room, though. <laughs> I would have freaked out. That would have been a whole different, whole different scenario. Well, one thing about these events that we bring up pretty frequently is every time we go to a large event or something that's out of the norm, it tends to push us in different directions. And I know on this one, we had the talks of, is there something we want to try? Because this is basically the place to do it. We went through our list, and one thing you didn't get to try was you wanted to try some flogging. Yeah, you're right. We had the offer at Secrets from our friends that they were going to do a couple's flogging. And I have to say, the more that idea has manifested with me, the more I'm interested in trying it. So I brought that up to you as, hey, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this with without you. You can do it, or I can do it, or we can do it together. So we made a trip through the dungeon one night and met a girl that was a semi-pro dom. And she just seemed like a cool chick. But when we went back the following night to try to set up a scene. In the adventure of Naughty. We, we didn't find her again. We so never saw her again. We, we were all gung-ho on the idea. We're like, yeah, let's, let's roll with this. And you and I had, had the talk. Here's kind of what my boundaries are. I wanted uh, sensory deprivation and blindfolded. And I was like, hey, you are in charge of me. I wouldn't want you sticking a needle or anything in me without pre-warning me. Or, well, that's a no on us anyways. Well, or, or shocking. You know, I, I would want a little bit of warning before that came up. But I was like, hey, anything else that you want to do physically or sexually, you know, is up to you. It's, you know, I'm turning my body over to you. But as we say, it just didn't pan out this time. So maybe next time. Well, this was the 25th anniversary. So, and we all thought that it was going to be crazy, but... After talking to some of the regulars, we noticed, and we all kind of felt the same way, was that a lot of the regulars were not there. And everyone we talked to were newbies. And so they just didn't know the flow of stuff, I guess you could say. So we ended up going to a bar party down on Bourbon Street, and there just wasn't a lot of people there. There was a lot of the regulars, but a lot of the newbies, they just didn't show up because they... They wanted to go to the pool party instead of that. They didn't know that the bar parties are where you go and you get, I want to say drunk. <laughs> no, you get a you get to fill in really well, let me put it that way, and then you go back and then hang out at the poolside. When we hit that party and there was nobody there, I was really beginning to hit a wall myself on just my energy. I've been getting up early in the mornings, and we've been playing late and working late. And I told you, if there's nothing happening, I think it's a good time for me to take a power nap. Yeah. Well, you got out and uh, ventured around the city with a friend of ours, didn't you? Yep. One of our Kansas City friends and I, we went around a few little places. I showed her some little places I like to go. We went to the Museum of Death. Which Ooh, is, what's the Museum of Death? It's actually not what I thought. We went in thinking it was going to be torture devices and stuff like that. And actually, it was like serial killers and the histories. And it it was crazy. So if anyone's into that, I definitely recommend that. You and her were getting all sexually excited about the implements and hell, it was just <laughs> creepy stuff, which she's, I know for a fact, she's a big horror fan as well. So I'm sure you two freaks enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. We were reading everything. We were talking about it. We we're like, do you think this, look at this picture, is this, you know, and everyone else is like, there's people like turning green and gagging. And we're over there like, oh my gosh, what do you think about this idea? When the management's all like, uh, ladies, you're freaking out the other guests. We're going to need you to keep tone it down. So once I got back, I went upstairs, and you were still asleep. And uh, you know, you know what my nickname is, don't you? Where's Lee? Sir Naps a lot. <laughs> and I, I was holding true this weekend. 
I'm going to get a shirt that says, where's Lee? And I'm going to have a group of beds and I'm going to have you hiding in one of them. But you got a text message. Yeah, I woke up to an interesting group chat message. So let me just set this up. One of the girls of our group from Florida, she had a fantasy of basically being motorboated by a bunch of titties. Mm -hmm. And then it escalated to she wanted motorboated or smacked in the face with a bunch of hard dicks. So another one of the bright young ladies in our group said, hey, all of us girls and guys can do that to you. I had been saying it all week, but I guess you didn't take me serious. Nobody takes you serious. I guess not. I think you're just throwing random shit like we usually do. So I show you the text and you kind of make a little face and I kind of make a little face. And we're like, well, fuck, we're in. That sounds fun. <laughs> I was like, why not? Now, do you think 10 years ago we'd have done that shit? No. I don't either. That's what I was just like. We're like, okay, we've, I can't say we've done weirder, but it's not totally out of our wheelhouse. 10 years ago, we would, we would have been like, yeah, I don't know if I can be friends with them anymore. They're weird. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But now we're like, okay, it's we're fucking down. So we proceeded to put this crazy ass idea together. So as this idea developed, we're saying, okay, what room is this going to be held in? And everybody's group chatting back and forth. And then somebody pops up and says, let's go to the playroom. And you start making another face. Mm -hmm. And you said, it will end up being in that brightest fucking room there. Keep in mind, last year when we set up the playroom, us and another one of the couples, I want to say we cussed that bright room, putting it together. Because we had to figure out sheets and has these little rhinestone Chandel, like, I don't know, curtains. It was just a mess. And I was like, we're going to end up in that fucking room. I know it. It's the brightest room. We hate that room. And guess where we ended up? Well, we tried the orgy room and it was wall to wall people. And they're like, let's go to the diamond room or whatever. And at that point, you're like, why don't we just go fuck in the lobby? It couldn't get any brighter <laughs> and less personal. <laughs> so eight of us squeezed two beds together and started piling and disrobing in the diamond room. Or the brightest called, fucking room it's there. It's Crystal Room. Crystal Room, thank you. Which all the girls got on the bed. What, what are we going to call her? You called her Chipette last year. Chipette? Yep. For whatever reason. Chipette. There's no telling. So Chipette lays down on her back, and us girls start, like, rubbing our boobs all on her face and on her body, and she's kind of, like, giggling and laughing, you know, and we're all kind of smirking about it, and people are walking in and out of that room, because, like I said, it's the first room everyone sees. And then she's like, no, I want you to, like, hit me with your boobs. And so... You girls took turns tit-smacking her, for lack of better terms. <laughs> yes. And that's a real thing now, apparently. Yeah. And so she started laughing because, like, I grabbed my tit, and I had her foot, and I was, like, beating it with my foot. And she was like, oh, my God, Kimmy smashed me with her boob in my foot. And, like, we couldn't take it serious. I laughed so hard that night. So now I'm going to stop laughing to say, so you men had one of the girls fluff you. And then when me and the other girl got done hitting, what I call her, Chipette? Chipette. When we got done smashing our boobs all over her body, we went over there and we did some oral sex on you guys. And then you guys smacked her in the face with your dicks. I, did, I didn't get to. Uh, well, someone was giving you a blowjob. Yeah, and for some reason they were hogging her mouth. I never made it up to that part of her. Now, I, I got to say, the blowjob line was pretty hot, and this was kind of our first experience for something like this, but to see you suck four guys' dicks in a row, I'm like, that's really fucking hot. <laughs> and is it, like I so said, the girls would just rotate to the left every time, and I'm like, this is really fucking hot. <laughs> that was kind of weird, though, us guys spectating for a bit and letting you girls go at it. And then you mentioned, you know, you're not 100% bi, so you're kind of like, well, I'm a little bit done with this when the girls are given oral a little more serious. So you hopped off the bed and backed up to me, and I'm kind of like, uh, you got all sorts of dicks to play with right here. So you were basically rubbing your ass against me and skiing with the other two hands. Yeah. You were yeah, but I multitasking. Wanted, but I wanted to watch also. So 
Yeah, I was like, I don't go down on girls very often. So it kind of made a weird spot for me in, in this group. Let's talk about watching. That was kind of the, one of the neat things is what just the fun we had. You know, people were coming in and other people were in there trying to fuck, being all serious. And our group is loud, but also very comical. It was sexy, but there wasn't any a super serious vibe to it. No, we were having fun. It's not like we were being, we weren't like being. Porn some, star. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was there was nothing fake about it. It was just you know we were cutting up and cutting jokes in the middle of it and laughing and fucking and et cetera. Yeah, and we had a crowd that would kind of come in, watch for a little bit, and leave. And I, there was a few times where I actually had to say this was her fantasy, and then we're, they were, we're like, not, "Oh, okay." We're not beating her intentionally <laughs> with our dicks. <laughs> and the sex monitor did come in. That's funny. And then when he saw that it was us, he was just like, "Seriously?" That's what he said, and I was like, "It's her fantasy." <laughs> It's interesting, though, because our dynamic with everyone, we've played with all of them but three. Yeah, which there's a new boyfriend this year and then a husband that wasn't there last year. So Yeah. And so our dynamics were all different, but you would think that we had all done this before together. Like, just the in-syncness that we had, we would have, uh, well, at one point, you were getting head from a girl while she was being pounded by her husband, and then I was over there with a... Chipette and her boyfriend, you know, and like we were all mingling, and then there was the other couple that mingling? was mingling. Kind of Is that what you call it? Mingling. Okay. Flamingling. Okay. Well, let me let me just talk about a highlight that I remember, and this is the couple from the headbutt heard around the world from last year's episode. This was the couple <laughs> that we ended up having to short shorten our play because you got headbutted by me and split your lip. So this was round two with them, and I think we're all ready to go. Now something hot is she was under you licking your pussy. You were you were sucking his dick on the opposite end, and I was holding you open from behind for her. And then Chipette's boyfriend came over and said, uh, "Can I help her lick her pussy?" And I'm like, "She's selfish, but you can try." So I'm guessing he was licking your ass. So I come back around to the front, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a like, can we get a double BJ here or give a double BJ here?" And I'm like, hey, "He may not want my dick that close to him." <laughs> so you were jerking me off while this other stuff is going around, and I was just like, "This is fucking insane." Yeah, there was a lot happening. Did you notice the crowd? I, I, I heard I certain things at certain times, but I, again, I, I guess I'm not as opposed to public play. I just The shit didn't phase me. And, you know, there's a couple of times I noticed some people, and I noticed people kind of sticking their heads in like, uh, can we come in? Because it was a hot fucking group. And like I say, we were having fun, which I think attracted people as well. Now, I did notice a lot of people left the beds around us just be, probably because of the noise and probably because the crowd coming well, in as the, well. The people that were there, they had been there a while when we first came in, but then other people... What's funny is other ambassadors were in the other beds. They came in and got in other beds and was kind of watching and playing. And then they would get done and move on. There wasn't anyone besides one couple that left because we were loud, I think. Well, when it first started and you girls kind of got finished with Chipette and she was getting dick beat in the face, she just kind of laying there writhing around. And she has a pretty nice bush, which if you know me very well, that's a, a plus. And I'm kind of sitting there. I'm like the fat kid at the birthday party looking at the last piece of cake. And I'm like, uh, is anybody going to eat that? Because if they don't want it, I will. <laughs> and I kind of looked at you and kind of made a sit. You know, I was like, can I go down on her? And you first were like, no. I'm like, oh. And you thought I asked if you were going to go down on her. And you're like, oh, yeah, fucking go at it. <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, the way that you did it, you were yeah, like. I, and I was like, no, I'm not going down. I was like, just because we're in a group doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Then you realize you're talking about me doing it. Yeah. Now, the bad part is it was nice, but I was coming to it from an odd angle, like sideways on her, so I couldn't really get in there. So I was off the bed, and she was laying perpendicular to me, 
And at one point I was hearing some noise and I kind of stopped and I heard the other girls like, Hey, that's you making her, making her make that noise. Keep going. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm doing good. (laughs) So at one point somebody straddles my back and I'm like, Oh fuck, what is going on here? Now as a guy in a room full of naked guys, I'm not homophobic, but I'm like, who in the fuck is straddling me? And what did I say? You you said it's just me. Don't worry. But my first thought was like, I can't reach back. I'm sure as fuck not going to turn around. But if somebody teabags my back of my fucking head, I'm going to be upset. That was my first thought. And then you're like, it's just me. You said you felt me tight enough. I'm like, uh oh. And everyone started laughing because they could tell. Yeah, that's just the way the dynamic of the group went. Everybody's fun as fuck, and you know, it's a sexy group of people. We could have asked for a better first experience. What, what was your thoughts on the group play? We've waited a long time for this. I thought the flow of it went good. There was, like I said, the only awkward point, I think, was when I stepped away, but they probably didn't even notice. But um, that was really about it. I mean, the flow of it and everything. But I will say the the husband, mm-hmm. we were talking to him later, and he was like, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the consent asking yeah. was killing me. He was just like, everything you guys did, can I kiss you? Can I touch you? He goes, and it wasn't like you guys were pausing. He, it was just like, hey, can I can I go down on you? And then, it, you know, and it was just, he goes, it was just smooth. And you guys asked for everything during sex. He was like, I've never witnessed that before. Well, headbutt couple, like I said, we kind of spent a lot of our time in this tryst with them. I think just kind of catching up from last year. But at one point she was sucking him and in doggy style, and you or him handed me a condom. One, it was I, me. Was you? Okay. I was like, uh, can I? And she turned around and stopped. It's like, yeah, go after it. So you probably don't remember the description from last year, but she is short and muscular and stout. I'll be honest, she was beating me up with her pussy and you know slamming back into me. And at one point, I heard some people walk in and be like, holy shit. And I remember thinking, I need to man up and lean into this shit and act like I got a pair because she's making me look bad in front of all these people because she was working my ass over. And here's what, because you don't pay attention, what you don't realize is that we all even stopped and we're watching you too. She, she can put it down on me. And, and I'm, I'm that, short and stocky and hard to move. And she was throwing my ass around. And at that point, her husband moved over there with me and Chipette and her boyfriend because he didn't want to get headbutted. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's already heard about my prowess with the headbutt. Like, stay away from them. Well, I kind of agree with you on the flow of it. I can't say that I don't like two-by-two two play better, you know, with a couple. It wasn't a distraction and didn't, I think, detract from it any. But it's a lot easier to focus on, you know, you and another girl than six, eight, ten people. That got to be a little bit much. When I think for me, I was all over the bed. You know me, I'm bouncing around everywhere, and I was still all over the bed. I was over there by you on this side, then I was over there away from you on the other side and you know and that's one thing that we all mingled every which way well whenever you were backing up to me and i was like you need to get some hold of some dicks and you grab the husband he's like oh and then you start going down on me he's like oh wow okay <laughs> like that's how do we how we roll sometimes i'm glad we did it we checked it off a list not that it was ever really on our list we've just made a joke about it forever but i'll, I'll be anxious for the next time but again it's gonna have to be the right group of people yeah so the next day we slept in till nine thirty. <laughs> The only day I didn't go to the gym, and it was much needed. I just knew I was going to be fucking dead. We were exhausted. Yeah. Body hurt every which way. Not going to lie. And we were laughing that Chibet was going to have black eyes from our boobs. And I was like, I think my boobs have bruises on them. When was the last time at a party you saw a girl get tit slapped (laughs) repeatedly? I can't say I have. Yeah, well. There's always something new at Naughty. Yep. We broke down that day and finally got to catch up with our KC friends and went out of the quarter to a cool little restaurant. I think it was called the Turkey and the Bull. Yeah, it was a little local place, and if you you can give them eight dollars or something, what was that deal that pay, they did? You could pay it up. You could yeah. 
donate $8 and they would give a meal to the next homeless person that rolled through or yeah. needed something. It was really cool. And I have to say, it was retro looking, but the food, the sandwiches were amazing. I've never had a fried bologna sandwich like this. It just, it caught my eye, but it had homemade potato chips on it, had a spicy mayo, had basil in it. And that was the other thing. My drink had a fresh basil. They, they had a lot of fresh ingredients that yeah. they were putting in it. What, what was yours? Mine was tomato, basil, mint, dill, all and, sesame, le- and crushed leaves. sesame seeds, yeah, right? Yeah, and or, crushed sesame seeds. And I'm talking, it was amazing. I would never have thought to put that sandwich together, but it was the best sandwich I think I've ever had. I wouldn't say it was, it was exactly artisan sandwiches, but man, they were freaking amazing. Yeah. After that, we wanted to go get a drink, so we went to the carousel bar. They hadn't been yet. We'd already been once or twice, and they were ready for some strong drinks, and a little bit pricey there, but really good cocktails. Yeah, it's, it's cool just to go and experience it. It's in a hotel, and it's literally a carousel, and the bar spins. Well, the husband of the group was getting a little sensory overwhelmed from everything, and he made the offer that she was wanting to go to the playroom, and we were welcome to take her, which you and I discussed that a little further, and we'll hear shortly, but that was an option we had on the table from him. Is he didn't want to go and deal with the people, but he was like, I trust you all. You know, she's welcome to go with you. Yeah, and they've been changing their their dynamics a little bit here and there also. That's the great thing about the lifestyle is you can change your dynamics and trust people that while you're changing or, you know, you can have your circle that you can trust that, you know, she she could go with us and that was fine. So they cut back to the hotel for a bit to spend some time together and you and I were doing a little sightseeing around the city. Now, earlier in the week, I guess probably Sunday or Monday, I shot a video of you down one alley flashing your ass in your dress. So I was wearing my kilt this day of the week, and you said, it's turnabout's fair play. We're going to get you an ass-flashing video in your kilt. So we went back to the same alley and re-recorded the same <laughs> video, but with me this time. Well, I mean, if you're going to have a skirt, you're going to have to do what I do. Know what it feels like. I was a little more insecure than you were. You rocked it. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. People will be walking by. I'm like, please don't look. You don't want to see a fat, hairy guy's ass in an alley. You weren't hairy. You had neared. <laughs> All right, well. You don't want to see a smooth guy, fat guy's ass in the alley. You can't even, you can't even do it now. I'm, I'm cracking up, yeah. So this one lady was kind of lingering because I felt like she knew what we were doing. She's probably seen worse. So after that, you and I went to a little coffee shop that we frequent down there and we're chilling, recapping on a few things. And I got another message from a Texas girl that was in one of our groups. And we'd already inter- got introductions early in the week. And she was messaging and saying, hey, if you're interested, I would like to play with you and or your wife. Which we had already told her that the dynamic before we went down there. You had, I think that you always say that our typical play is together, but then sometimes we don't. And so she was just throwing it out there. And because I knew that the playrooms were going to be short staffed, it was going to be crazy and hectic. I was like, let me work. Why don't you do an experience? I'll let you take it from there. So I asked you about it, and I was like, ah, I'm attracted to her. You know, there's been nothing, I told you, there was nothing that led up to us pre-planning this. No, and that's what I'm in the messages, so I definitely yeah. know. And you're like, hey, you know, you, you and her kind of came correct. You know, she had liked some of my pictures and was like, hey, you're attractive, you seem amusing, can we DM? And as soon as she started DM, and I'm like, look, I'm part of a couple, um, I keep the DMs PG. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be on here begging for pics and et cetera. 
And that was one thing you said that you liked that, you know, it was all up and up and, you know, kept it PG. It just happened that, you know, once we met, we're like, okay, we're attractive. Let's go from there. Well, and since we had already been told that we could take our one friend who I know is bi, I asked if, why don't you ask her and see if she would be interested? Because she was talking about trying to hook up with a girl earlier in the week. And so I'm just going to say, as everyone knows, trying to line out stuff is a nightmare. So we were trying to send pictures of each other and get everything lined out, see if everyone was cool with it. And it came down to everyone was. Yeah, both the girls, when I shared pictures, they're like, okay, she's hot. Now, for me, the part that I struggled with as a guy, and this is just me being respectful, is I was trying not to disrespect the husband of our couple. He trusted his wife with me or you, and I didn't want to be like, hey, there's this other guy going to be present, which we'll talk about. And, you know, I brought that up to you. If I was loaning you out to another couple or guy or girl, I would be a little irritated if they brought somebody in that I hadn't pre-approved. That would just, that would be a no-go to me. So I was trying to balance that out. And Well, and let's go ahead and just say the scenario that she wanted her, her boyfriend wanted to be present. Yeah. And right off, I started questioning because I was like, hold up. I don't know if we play that you and our friend are going to go play with another couple. I have s- said that in the past, but this, it wasn't something that I was like, wait a minute, this is taking a turn. And yeah. I didn't know if I was comfortable or not, but that, but in the end, that's not what was happening. It was, he just wanted to be there, make sure she was safe. He just wanted to be a voyeur and watch. Well, you asked me, you're like, that's a new experience. Are you comfortable with another guy being there and not being involved? And I'm like, I think I can work through it. And I was going to be working the playroom. So you guys were going to play in the playroom. Then I could pop my head in and I could be comfortable with it too. So we had those two things going on the back burner and we're just waiting to see how the day progressed as well as the ladies agreed or disagreed with each other and you know where everybody's minds were later in the day. So in that time, we attended a lap dance class, which at first you're a little apprehensive. You're like, what, are my lap dances not good? I'm like, no, they're good. I just, I think it'll be a fun class. And what did you think about the class? It was fun. You did a fucking banging good job. I mean, you pick up on that shit real easy and have done it before. So it wasn't that far, <laughs> wasn't that far fetched. I actually asked if you wanted to dance and let me sit in the chair. Uh, there was only one other guy doing that shit. So <laughs> no, there was two. There was a guy behind you too. Well, what's funny, they did a little hop up in the air and do a jump kick and go down and land on your knees between your guys' crotch. And you nailed that. And even Bianca that was teaching the class, she was like, that girl's done this shit before. <laughs> like, Maybe once or twice for beer money. Uh, yep. Back in the day. And then I was like, all right, I'm only doing it once. I can do it. Still do it. <laughs> But afterwards, we met two new couples. Yeah, I had these two big, thick dudes come up, and they're like, hey, did you used to powerlift in Texas? And I'm like, hey, yeah. And they're like, we were thinking we recognized you. And I'm like, so we were kind of trying to put I together. I they looked familiar, yeah, too. Yeah, I did, too. They were kind of going back through some meets they had done. And the only thing I can really assume is they did that Austin Strongman contest that I was at when I blew out my arm. Yeah, Because that's probably the only everyone thing. Everyone probably remembers you from that, let yeah. me be honest. They're like, it's that guy that was limping around with one arm. <laughs> I got their numbers, so I think I'll probably go train with them when I'm back in the lower Louisiana area. Yeah, and so those people that say that you don't meet anyone at these events. You're not trying. You're not trying. Well, I did do some dancing with you. We went to Razoo's, and actually, you got me to bounce and dance with some people a little bit. Yep, you did good. And we kept running into people we knew. It was seemed like we didn't see anybody all week, and then like on the last day, you run into everybody you fucking know. Yep. We did go on several dates with people, and we went out to dinners and stuff like that. But let's talk about why we shouldn't let you drink two bourbon milkshake in a fancy restaurant. Oh, so we went out to dinner with Brian and Brenna and a couple of their friends and had an amazing dinner. The food there at Bourbon House 
is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, my gumbo. Yeah, the was gumbo the was best. the best we've had. I wasn't really feeling buzzed, but after our dinner, I was talking with my hands and managed to bitch slap one of their nice wine glasses and explode it. <laughs> I had to be that guy that breaks a glass right there on the middle of the table. <laughs> it exploded. I mean, well, they, like... they said it wasn't like I was being too crazy. It just I hit it just right, and it it got everybody in the room's attention. Oh yeah, good job, Lee. <laughs> well, those were some interesting conversations there because the other couple that was there was big in the hot wife scene and that's kind of some dynamics we've been talking so there was some good conversation going back and forth about how that situation works how the setups happen how the negotiations take place well and also I was asking some questions like the difference between um, hot wifing and just lifestyle one of the questions I asked was if you've played with someone, do the people that hook up with your wife, do they feel like next time they see them, they're going to hook up again? Because in the lifestyle, there's always that, I might call it an awkwardness of, are we going to hook up again? They were like, for the most part, no. The dynamics are so different in the hot wifing world than lifestyle world. So things were starting to progress in my chat with the young lady. We were discussing rules. We were already at that point. And ours, of course, is condoms and no anal. And she's like, good, that's literally ours. She's like, but my boyfriend has a latex allergy. So I ask that you use non-latex condoms in case he's in me after you. And we're like, oh, we don't have any. We do usually keep a stock of them. We were just out of them. Yeah. And you're like, let's run by the Hustler store and we can pick some up there. So, But I also told her to bring some. Yeah. I said, that way you know for sure that's what they are. And I said, and then we'll bring some also. So we stopped by the Hustler store after our dinner and tell everyone about the French vanilla people in line that scared off the bridal party. Well, you're in the Hustler store anyway, so everybody's buying or looking at lingerie and toys. So we are going upstairs. To, we're still looking for condoms. And as I was going up the stairs, I was in my kilt. And uh, one of the ladies made a comment about my rear view. And I'm like, fuck it. I just pulled up my ass of my kilt and flashed her. So when we come back downstairs, they were still in line. And they were buying a double-headed dildo. <laughs> Two girls and a guy talking <laughs> about getting ready to go use it. they were telling everyone yeah. that they were buying a double-headed dildo. So they were asking if we were in for naughty, which they weren't this year, but it had been years past. And conversation kind of escalated from there and was getting a little wild. And, and there was a younger bridal party that was probably buying some panties or a dick sip straw or something and they were just in awe about the conversations were we were freaking having out they were just like what is going on <laughs> so at one point the girl that i flashed on the way upstairs she's like i want to see the front and i'm like i sat there and i'm like oh and there was a cop in there as well which it's the hustler store and it's new orleans probably not gonna say much but i'm like me whipping my shit out here in the middle of hustler it's probably not the best legal look for me <laughs> and i'm just like yeah i'll just have to show you some other time i'm just like oh you know part of me is feeling pretty wild and the other part's like use your common sense here oh yeah they were a handful they were asking everyone that walked by have you ever used a double-headed dildo we have got you? we got have one you? here <laughs> we got one we're, we're gonna buy one they were wilding <laughs> So again, Sir Naps a lot, got his nap in. And I went down and I started working in the playroom. Did you start then? Yep, No, so you're down there a lot longer than what I thought. Yeah. So I woke up from my nap and hopped in the shower and still had not had a message back from Texas Playmate and definitely had it from KC. So I was like, okay, if anything, it's going to be Texas. While I was taking my shower, I'll be honest, if they had canceled the rest of Naughty right then, I would have been fine. I was literally fucking dead on my feet. I thought about canceling. I was so tired. I thought about canceling and not even coming to seeing you in the playroom. Just wait till you showed back up. I was that damn tired. So <laughs> you probably wouldn't even known when I came back in, no, to be honest. Part of me was hoping that she didn't come back to me. I, I was looking forward to it, but I hit the wall. I was fucking dead. Too many naps. Well, just too much action going on. It was a long week. As I'm finishing the shower and I'm getting out, ding, there goes my message. And she's like, I'll be downstairs in the lobby in 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, I need to man up. I guess it's on. 
So I meet her in the lobby as scheduled, and we chat for a few minutes and then make our way to the playroom. Now, the first thing I wanted to do when I got to the playrooms was find you, let you know I was there, and make sure I still had your blessing. Yep. I actually had one of the workers walk up, and they were like, um, your husband's here? You want <laughs> me to come asking for get you? you? And I was like, oh, yeah. I said he, he has a play date. And the guy just kind of like looked at me. And then I said, oh, let me go in here. And then I went in there because I was in a different room cleaning beds. And then what did you do? You asked me to find a bed for you. Kick people out. Hey, can you pull some strings for your boy here? He needs a room. Oh, my goodness. The bed you stuck me in was the same one that you and I played in. And as you said, we played in every year we've been there. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. I actually didn't stick you in that bed in the beginning. I put you next to it, but there were two beds. And I had two couples coming in wanting that bed. So I moved you over to the bed that we were always in. <laughs> so I cleaned the bed for you and got it ready for you. So obviously I approved. So she was like, are you fine with people watching? I'm like, yeah, as long as it's just us. And we're in there, me, her, and her boyfriend, which again was a new experience. And honestly, it, it didn't seem to phase me when we got started. I was no, more focused on her. I didn't her. feel like it did. No. I was watching, yes. I'd pop my head in and the boyfriend would kind of look and smile at me. And then to the point where other people that were watching we're like, why is this worker really popping their head in? And I was like, that's my husband. And they were like, oh, okay. You know, like they thought that was cool that I was letting you play and then I'm watching, but then I'm working. So that was kind of cool. Well, you said that I had the curtain or something hung up on me at one point or something while I was going down on her and you moved it. And somebody was like, why are you touching that guy that's in the bed? And you're like, that's my man. <laughs> yeah. I did that with another couple. Then you had the condom wrapper on your foot at oh, one Lord. point and I was taking that off. I didn't bring you water though. <laughs> Save the boy's water. He's going to need it. Well, right off the bat, I realized that I had the noisy woman in the playroom. So You did, yes. We got in there, and he was kind of off in the corner, and I just kind of laid her back on him. I'm like, I don't know how to proceed. You know, so, you know, just lay here by me. And I kind of laid her back where she was laying against his chest and started going down on her. And she started off giggling. She was one of those that when she first gets into it, starts giggling. I'm like, oh, okay, this will be interesting because you do that too. Yeah. And then it started to a little bit of a whimper, and then it started into the screams. While I was going down on her, I'm like, Oh, okay. I, okay. <laughs> if, if that's the way you react, that's the way you react. Yes, we all heard you. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not used to being with that loud of a, I just, I'll just say it. I'm not used to being with so, someone that loud. And I'm like, okay, if that's the way you react, that's the way you react. But I appreciate you're enjoying it, but I'm kind of like, <laughs> how long can I take this? I went into the other room <laughs> during that portion, <laughs> but I was cleaning bed, so I had to go in the other room. Now I can proudly say we weren't the noisiest couple in the no. room. The ones to the side of us, and again, I haven't yet got distracted by much, but these guys were making like a pig grunting noise. They were. Right? And I'm and like. To the point where I thought it was you guys. Oh my God. And oh I, God. Was, I would have been, I would have been out. I'm sorry. I've been out there. I was down at the other end, and I was like, don't tell me she's grunting now. So I had to walk down and put my head in to see. We haven't got to talk about this, have we? No. <laughs> I just realized that. Because I was seriously like, are you kidding me? Well, they would stop and go, and I'm just in. I've got mine there screaming while I'm giving her oral, oral and I'm like, this is just bizarre. <laughs> it was literally grunting noises, like little. <laughs> so I had to pop my head in to make sure that wasn't her. So as I mentioned, we start off with oral, and then after a bit and her making noise, she rolls me over and starts oral on me to get me going, and starts on my dick, then she goes to my balls, and then she goes down to my ass. 
and starts licking my ass. I didn't tell you that part. We haven't got to have to talk about this. And she's like, are you okay with this? And I'm like, yes. I mean, uh, yes. And I was like, actually, I better say no, because it's not going to be the most masculine look for me if somebody we know walks by and I've got my legs shoved behind my ears. I'm just like, I'm not opposed to it, but uh, I just not here, not now. So I was kind of like, fuck, okay, no. When I finally get in her, once again, I realize how fucking bad the beds suck. Mm-hmm. Now, not only is she highly fucking noisy, but every time she's scooting away from me, so I'm chasing her around this uncomfortable bed, trying to keep it on it, and she's damn near laying headfirst in the bed of the pig noise people beside us, and I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. It was kind of like a little wrestling match there for a bit, and uh, I think she had a pretty big orgasm at one point, and I was pulled out and resituating, so she starts going down on me again, and this time I put her up on doggy style. Now, this was kind of the first time I noticed people kind of looking in. And I saw you peek in a couple times, so I'm like, yeah. okay, Kimmy's cool with everything. You know, we had a pretty good crowd, and which was neat at some point because some people would be like, hey, that's really fucking hot in there, and be pointing to our room. So I felt like I was doing a good job. But at one point I look up, and there are these three hot-ass fucking women, pretty much naked, standing by me while I'm pounding her. And at that point I had both of her hands behind her back and was pulling her hair and was just slamming. Now, the other thing that, and I don't know why our bodies were making that sound, but the smacking was ungodly loud and yeah you know it wasn't like she was flabby or solid either one it was just really fucking loud and these three ladies are standing there and like that's fucking hot and one of them said we need to turn with him and i was like uh my wife's out in the hallway go get that little buzzer like they give away at a texas roadhouse and when your number comes up you know you can come i was like no my wife's out there go talk to her but you know it's kind of flattering some of the people well, checking it, shit it was out. kind of sweaty in there and hot that's probably why you guys were well that was kind of why i finished too is i was going hard at it that's the way she was liking it and i, I was in the mood but also at one point i'm like fuck i'm, t- I'm tired and i'm sweaty as a motherfucker i'm, I'm out of breath i have no water <laughs> Nobody's bringing me water. Nope, for a reason. I wasn't bringing you water. Yeah, after two good rounds, I started. I called it quits. I was just like, uh, I'm, I'm done. I don't have a third round in me. But and you he, guys went for a long time. Did we? Yeah, you went for a long I time. I kind of try to keep it short. I just didn't want to be that. You think you're keeping it short. But I get in the moment, too. Yeah. Um. So that's what I say. And I, I'm oblivious to people, so I'm definitely oblivious to time. So was it odd seeing me in a position like that? Because mo- any other time you farmed me out, it's been behind closed doors. Did that bother you? No, it really didn't. And I kept poking my head in there and, you know, walked by several times. It didn't bother me at all. In the beginning, I was kind of watching a little bit. I probably looked like, I don't want to say concerned. You know how I have facial expressions. But I was more I was more wondering what the boyfriend was going to do and what his involvement was than what you were going to be doing. He was right there to her side and touching her, you know, wherever. I, you know, we never bumped anything. I guess I get so involved in the moment and what I'm doing and just on my job. But, you know, a couple of times he'd be like, you know, make the motion, motion for me to smack her ass. And she yeah. liked that. And then he kind of made the motion for me to choke her, which I, like I tell you, I don't do that, um, especially not with safety monitors there. So he was choking her a little bit, but it wasn't that creepy and it didn't really bother me that bad. I, I, no, well, I would have been totally freaked if he had taken whatever hole I wasn't using. From my point of view, where he was and where he was laying and everything like that, it was no different than if we were with another couple and how the husband kind of gets involved a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't feel, at first I was like, all right, how's this going to go? But then once I kind of saw the flow of it, it didn't bother me at all. Did it bother you that we played in a open area versus behind closed doors? No. Now, see, this is stuff that, you know, I'm always asking myself, would I give you the same opportunities? Now I think you could play by yourself. I saw you suck four guys' dicks in a row. It's it's not. <laughs> I, I think even now, um, just stuff doesn't even seem to phase me. I would still probably prefer you be in a private situation than out somewhere like that. Just I don't know why. But ultimately, when it comes to you playing with anybody else, I want to be involved or watch. So I think that's where I'm programmed a little bit different. 
you don't have any urge to be involved with me and her. So I think that's where you differ. If it was you and another guy, fuck, I want to take whatever hole he's not using, kind of like we were doing in our little uh, orgy tryst. Yeah. So, so I, I do think my mentality's changed over the last years when, you know, when I kind of. So would you be comfortable if I played with a guy without you? I think I could now. Again, it would have to be the same courtesy you give me as, you know, I guess say so. And you've had some guys ask you out recently. And I'm just like, hey, I trust him. I trust him. I trust him. Yeah. I would hmm. still like you to play with, you know, some certain couples without me just to see what it's like. You know, we got couples here that we haven't got a full hookup with yet. I'm like, hey, it'd be cool if I was out of town. You said, hey, I'm going to dinner with them. Can we play? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Hmm. Okay. Different mentality? Yeah. Just, no, it's just a different, yeah, different thought. And we, we're, our dynamics are not really changing. We're just altering some of the stuff we do. And well, I think as, I mean, as we grow, and you know, yeah. 20 years in, we're still growing and changing our ideas on stuff. Well, and talking about our different dynamics changing and stuff, I feel like we're not at a point where we don't play separate. Right. That is a fine line that people need to understand. We prefer to play together. I still don't want to consider us open. I have no. no urge to just be like in Houston fucking a random person. And, you know, I hope it's not the same with you. Now, are there certain situations where I I say I'm hot husbanding you is what I, I say? We'll discuss more on that. Like I said, I think it, these are discussions we haven't had to have been able to have face to face since our trip that we need to address before we really put it out there to everybody else. Yeah. But I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully another opportunity with her. I'll be honest, I'm sitting on her damn face next time. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Just not in public. I don't want that to be my best look when somebody remembers of me. <laughs> you might have freaked out on that one, wouldn't you? If she was eating my ass, you might have been like, what the fuck? No, I no? wouldn't have. I have had sex with you. I'm not surprised by anything. <laughs> okay. Now, if she would have pulled a strap on, I would have been like, hold up, if, wait a minute, if wrong I had, room. If I hadn't popped out there like a champagne cork <laughs> on that one, you'd known something was wrong. Oops, got to go. I'm, I'm going after my own water. <laughs> so I was debating whether or not to put this part, but I kind of humbled myself, and I don't even know if you read the message, but I'm just going to be up front with everybody here. During my play session, I was not the best. <laughs> I was not the best that I had been. It wasn't a top performance for me. Now, I had a lot of people congratulate me on my performance, but I told you, I was like, I was struggling to keep it up. And I don't know if you read the messages no, between I me did. and her, did and you? We, and we, you and I had talked about this on the way home. Yeah, and you, first thing you said was like, okay, Okay, was she loose or something? I'm like, no. I was like, I'm just, I'm fucking tired. Now, when we were waiting on the room, uh, or the bed rather, she was kind of feeling me up a little bit, and I wasn't getting much going on. And normally... No, 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 no. Wait, let's rephrase all this. Because you said you didn't have feeling, and I said, was she loose? Oh, okay. Well, I was just saying that... Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying it. there was just was no magic going on downstairs. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying it didn't. I'm not saying I couldn't feel it, and it didn't feel good. My dick was just literally dead to the world. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, when I was taking the shower, I'm kind of like... I'm fucking tired. I'm tired beyond being tired. You know, it's one of those, like, if somebody hits us up, you want to play at 3 in the morning. Fuck no. I, I don't function at 3 in the morning. That's literally the way my body felt. So I messaged her, and I was like, hey, I just want to get something out front. I know you noticed it. There were times where I was limp and struggling. And, you know, there's usually when we were kind of finishing up, you know, it would go down. I mean, it would go up and then go down. And it did that twice. And that's why I say that's why I didn't go a third round. And you know me, I mean, I can be ready on a second's notice a lot of the time. It, it's mm -hmm. not ever, it's not ever. Uh, and she kind of came back and she's like, oh, that was cool. She's like, I had a really fucking good time and you did a really good job. And then she was like, well, you know, some guys suffer from performance anxiety. I'm like, I don't though. That's the deal. And I just, I'm really writing it off the fact that we had been through seven days of a hard fucking seven days. We'd played a lot. The other thing I told her is I was like, Kimmy's had guys that have gone into it knowing they couldn't get it up and then blamed it on her. I said, this 100% has nothing to do with you. I said, I was fucking dead on my ass tired. I might should have even canceled, but I knew I was probably going to never see her again, if not, you know, for some time. 
And I was like, I was interested, but I was like, my body was just not cooperating. So I, I don't want to come off, you know, some people do and, you know, the hard dick daddy or whatever. I'm just, I was suffering that night. I mean, it, it lasted well, for a while and you... faded and then lasted for a while and faded. So that's what I say. I, more than anything, I wanted to apologize to her, but she was like, hey, it was really fucking good. I'm wanting a third round from you whenever we can make it happen. But she was like, you know, it, it's totally cool. She's like, you did a good job. But you know, to me, I'm like, that was a 50-50 fucking effort. Well, I also think that it freaks guys out. Oh, I was fucking, so. it fucked my I, head up. And it's no different than like in the reverse scenario when earlier on in the week when I was so dry that I was like, I'm dry, dry. Like, and you were like, is there something wrong? And I'm like, no, I'm just dry beyond dry. Like lube was too dry on me. Well, even during our lap dance class, I was fucking at full mast, you know, just from, yeah. Ukraine. I mean, I'm like, I'm fucking hard as shit. So, and that was in a room full of people. So and like I said, there was no problems during the orgy. There was no problems. And I asked you, was I having trouble during ours? And you're like, oh, no, you're fucking rock hard. So I'd literally just ride it off to I was exhausted. Um, it happens. Su- Sunday, you know, I was tired as shit. Monday, I woke up more, you know, Monday morning, I woke up full wood. I'm like, so it's just, my body was just, I think, give out. We had that happen when we first started in Vegas one time. We were, went to the green door after being up like three days, and I couldn't get it up for you. And we you know, woke up the next morning with a fucking full heart on. I think at a certain point, my body's just like, fuck you, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, and it's not like it happened within even 30 seconds. I mean, no. I know you do not realize this, but you guys played for several hours. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. You guys came down close to the opening, so around 11, 11.30, and you guys didn't leave till almost 2. Ooh, shit. Okay. So after I finished playing, I was still kind of on a high from all that. So I went and rinsed off and mouthwashed down and, and came back down. I went to give you a kiss. You're like, oh, did you bathe? I'm like, I took a shower and Brush my teeth. I, I know you don't want pussy breath, as we all talk about. Well, as I came up, our friend Amy, she was like, here's a glass of water. I was told to deliver this to you after your performance. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> who set me up for this shit? I knew we were shorthanded. And like again, my, our Florida people were kind of running the floor. And I was like, I'm going to go volunteer for a couple hours and help out. And plus, I was wide awake, other than being exhausted at that point. Well, and I wasn't going to leave them high and dry because they needed help. So I was still going. Then we went and had coffee afterwards and kind of touched base on everything before we went to bed. Well, one other thing we hadn't really hit on yet is we ran into a bunch of people that recognized us via our voices, etc. And everybody asked, why aren't we doing the podcast thing? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? And I know I get a little pretentious on it. You um, do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dick. I'm not going to lie. We were running around, hanging with friends. We were fucking. We were eating. I don't feel the need to... Here's the difference, is that we do this show from our experiences, we don't do the show for experiences. We were taking pictures in the party area one night in our outfits and asked a guy to snap a picture of us. And he took a couple good pictures of me, you, and Bob. And then he and I were just kind of chatting where we're from. And he hands me a card. He's like, hey, I've started this new podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I would be miserable if I had to stand in the fucking ballroom and hand out swinging flamingo cards and tell people about our podcast. I, I don't want to come off to our listeners that we don't appreciate it because we do. And we enjoy the friends that we're meeting. But when we turn off these mics, we're going to be the same Lee and Kimmy to you regardless what the fuck's going on. Well, and that's what in the playroom we had people that recognized our voice and we sat and chatted with them, you know, because we want to. We want to talk to you guys. We want to be friends with everyone. You know, we're not doing this to feel like we're superstars or something like that. Does that make sense? Anyway, I'm losing my voice here. I guess we need to wind this down. We've gone very long. Um, Any final thoughts about the whole damn event? This year was a little bit different for me. I just think there were so many new people, which is good for the event. But because it was going to be a big anniversary party, then you had a lot of new people. They just didn't know the flow or how the event works as a whole. We're we're veterans. 
we we know kind of the routes to yeah. take and what to do and how to schedule things. Yeah, so it was a little bit different like that. All in all, I think that we tried different stuff. We had a blast. I love helping with the naughty event. I like it. I have a day job, so it's it's secondary to me. But you, um, you enjoyed the My experience. job is literally events that I, know, I work I know. for it's, a living, it's, too. That's so. what you do. So I love it. I have fun doing it. And that's the reason it worked out well, that we changed our dynamic up a little bit, and you were able to play while I worked. So I think it was a win. I think this week was a win. And hate to say it, but tomorrow morning, we're packing up, and we're heading down for another lifestyle event. So check in, hopefully early next month, and hear about our next New Orleans and Florida adventure. So until then, let's flamingo. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwingingFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo. Yes, that is that is my key even in life is just to have an adventure. And you somehow are on the adventure train. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Choo-choo. <laughs> I ain't running a train on anybody. <laughs> what the fuck you come up that from? I think I might have something in my teeth. Did I get the hemp one? <laughs> I don't even know where to go with you sometimes. <laughs> All right. Day one. Go.